Sir John had allowed Claudia's lover, Michael Quinn, to live in sin with his mistress and their illegitimate twins at his mansion, known locally as the castle. But for the residents of Kingshaven, allowing Winston to hold a rock festival in the grounds, bringing hordes of unwashed foreigners to the town, must surely be the final straw. Iris and Winston had been friends since her first year at grammar school in nearby Lowhampton when she was the only person prepared to sit next to him on the school bus. When Winston had gone off to Oxford University, Iris had penned him weekly angst-ridden screeds detailing the breakdown of her parents' marriage, her father's elopement and her miserable life in Kingshaven. They'd fallen out of touch when Iris had run away from home, only bumping into each other the previous year in London on an anti-war march. Now, Winston was letting her doss in the Victorian house he'd bought in the run-down area of Clapham until she got her life back together. She was one of the few people who knew how much work had gone into setting up the festival, and about the only young person in the country who didn't want to go to it, having vowed never to return to Kingshaven when she ran away five years before, on the back of a mod's lambretta. But that morning, the phone had rung as Iris was about to leave for work. One minute later, and Winston would have been unable to contact her. At first, she'd assumed he was calling to give her an update. "'You've got to come down,' said Winston. The mere thought of the town she'd grown up in seemed to strip away the years, turning Iris back into a bolshy teenager. "'If it were anywhere else,' she began." Not for the bloody festival, Winston interrupted. It's Claudia. Claudia? The mention of her father's girlfriend made Iris feel even more brittle. Iris, she's very ill. Iris stared at the diamonds of colour on the floorboards created by the sun streaming through the stained glass in the front door of Winston's house. Iris? Her silence had made him wonder whether she was still listening. Yes? Iris, I think she's going to die. Now Winston was whispering, as if frightened that someone might hear him at his end of the phone. Going to die? Iris repeated, unable to comprehend what he was saying. She knew Claudia had recently had an operation, but she was little more than thirty. Far too young to die. The twins are only two years old. Winston's normally smooth voice was choked, staccato. It sounded almost as if he was crying. Iris couldn't imagine Winston crying. I'm on my way, she told him. The VW van bumped up the long avenue of beech trees and braked outside the front of the castle, throwing up a spray of gravel. Iris got out, stretched and looked up at the decaying grandeur of the frontage. From an upstairs window, her father stared down at her as if she were an apparition, and then the front door burst open and two tiny children came running out. The little boy was beautiful and buoyant, with dark curly hair and huge brown eyes. The little girl more wary. She had creamy, unfreckled skin, 
but her long red ringlets were exactly as Iris's had been when she was a little girl. My name, Bruno, mean brown in Italian, the boy announced. The meta mean little flame. My name's Iris, Iris told him, adding, since he looked as if he expected a reason. I don't know why, really. She followed them into the house. Out of the glare of sunshine, it was unnaturally chilly inside, but the children seemed unaware of the oppressive atmosphere of foreboding. With touching trust, they each slipped a hand into hers as they climbed the great curving marble staircase. Mummy, announced the little boy as he led the way down a dark corridor to the bedroom. It's I wish. She don't know why, really.